Before we begin, I'd like to thank our listeners. This course is created free, but is listener-supported. To show support, you may become one of our Patreon subscribers and unlock special subscriber-only content. Thank you, and let's get started. Hi listeners, Tony Rubo here, and here in our 12th and final week of the Keyholder Meditation course, we will graduate the course, and the topics of our graduation week are intuitive practice and intuitive living. Intuitive practice is, in its simplest terms, the practice of sitting and waiting, so patience is the essential quality and skill. The idea is that we have learned and reinforced a comprehensive collection of meditation techniques. So now, instead of planning our session, we just sit and wait and let techniques come to us intuitively as needed to maintain our best meditative state for the duration of our sitting. As you may recall, the quality of patience has been referenced many times. Remember, it is the first of the PACE qualities, with PACE being our acronym for patience, acceptance, composure, and equanimity. Just in our last week's meditation, we considered patience to be the ultimate quality of kairos, with kairos referring to a state in which we receive intuitive and inspired ideas. And if we want to think about the big questions of life, the existential questions, we can consider that if there is something eternal about us, something that is beyond time, then patience is the human quality that connects us to this eternal nature, since the quality of patience is about remaining calm and composed through the passing of time. So we have come to realize the power of patience. And since it is so important in supporting our intuitive practice, it naturally leads us to look at the faculty that drives both intuitive practice and intuitive living. And that, of course, is the faculty of intuition. So let's look at intuition. Intuition is generally thought of as a higher kind of intelligence, more abstract, more out of the box, more able to see the big picture. Many feel that what separates a really good leader in any field is that they can access their intuition when it is needed. And because of its importance in both inner practice and the outer world, it naturally is an overarching topic for our graduation week, with its place in our meditation and in our everyday applications. And so this week we graduate from a course of study and practice in a field that is becoming more and more recognized for its higher status in the pursuits of personal, social, professional development and recognized by our most respected leaders and celebrities and organizations and corporations. So please acknowledge yourself for your accomplishment, as I also congratulate you for staying the course. And as we graduate from the Keyholder Meditation course, as with any graduation, we will be taking what we've learned into our everyday life or into a next level. And so you may be deciding to go further and deeper into inner practice, and in doing so, its definition and scope may expand for you. And or you may decide you want to take what you've learned into your everyday life in practical ways to improve and enhance yourself personally, professionally, socially, developmentally. Now, since we are placing such a high value on the topic of intuition, let's dive a little deeper. And let's begin with the premise that sometimes the only way to know something or approximate knowledge of something is to know what it is not. So let's consider that intuition is not common reason. We find reason in math and science and clear objective facts. And some believe that we can find a solution to everything through reason. So I wonder if there is an answer to the ultimate universal question as to whether space is finite or infinite. So if we answer that space is finite, then we can ask what is beyond that point where space ends. And if we answer that space is infinite, then we realize that we simply can't fathom anything that goes on forever and ever with our common reasoning mind. 
So if there is an answer to this universal question, can it only be found or perhaps experienced through a faculty more like intuition than reason? You know, the faculty that we access through practices such as meditation. And even our scientific geniuses like Albert Einstein and Nikola Tesla say that their ideas originated from another source, a higher source, where the ideas were somehow provided to them. And so we have intuition and we have reason. And we have the finite and we have infinity. And then we have eternity and we have time. And then there is a pair of words and concepts that we will be referencing in the Keyholder course here in our graduation week. A pair of words that will support both intuitive practice and intuitive living. And the words are movement and stillness. Of the six basic elements of meditation, which are posture, body awareness, following the breath, stillness, inner silence, and stability, we will now focus on stillness and how the other five elements can support stillness. In fact, if we want to distill all that we have learned into one word from which all else derives, one choice would certainly be the word stillness. And so our train of thought led us from patience to intuition to stillness. And now that train has one more stop before it returns to the station, and that is that the relationship between stillness and movement can be similar to the relationship between context and content, a container and the items in the container, or space and what exists within space. And so when it comes to the idea of movement existing within stillness, this is where our intuitive nature comes into play. And we can look at a field where this seems to be the basic operating mode of the most proficient in the field, and that is the field of the martial arts, with possibly Aikido being the martial art in which it is most referenced. There is a sense that the martial artist is experiencing an inner kind of stillness, and their movements derive from their stillness and therefore exist within the stillness. And when we witness such a performance, words that come to mind are excellent, inspired, ultimate, extraordinary, transcendent. And so we can use the martial arts and their precise movements for the idea of stillness accommodating movements in the activities of our everyday life, and what intuitive living can mean for us when we consider the quality and practice of stillness to be an essential part of it. We have a lot to digest here in this prep episode of our graduation week, and we'll have a couple days to let the material settle within us so that we are prepared for the concluding ideas and practice in our last episode. And as with every prep episode, let's now take an excerpt from this week's meditation session that will further prepare us for our graduation of the Keyholder Meditation course. And before we do our meditation excerpt, let's talk briefly about types of stillness and degrees of stillness and what they mean for us. So naturally, there is movement within our body and our circulatory system, our nervous system, our digestive system. There is the blood moving through our veins and nerve currents along our spine and hormones secreting and so on. There is also the movement that occurs in our brain when we are thinking. Perhaps the most obvious natural movement that occurs while we are sitting is the movement of our body responding to our breathing. So in our sitting meditation, our primary stillness that we engage is the overt stillness in our posture, mainly engaging our muscular skeletal system. Now, once we do become physically still, we can then progress to mental stillness and inner silence with the suspension of our thoughts. And then another question emerges. And that is, if there are any other kinds of stillness that we can experience within our being, is true emotional stillness possible? Is optical stillness possible? And what experiences might accompany these kinds of stillness and degrees of stillness? And what insights might we derive from the experiences? So let's move through some types of stillness and degrees of stillness. 
Now in our meditation posture, let's become aware of any subtle movements our body might be making. Arms, legs, our trunk, neck and head, shoulders, hips, fingers, toes, every single part of our body. Let's become aware of any movements whatsoever. And let's do this for a few moments. So we've talked about degrees of stillness, and through our commitment to our meditation practice, we have decreased our overt movements while sitting in our meditation posture to the point that our body feels completely still other than the subtle physical movements that accompany the process of breathing. So next, we will also let go of that movement by creating temporary pauses in our breathing. So first, let's just get in touch with our breath and how it affects our body. As always, let's just notice the expansion and contraction of our lower abdominal muscles when we inhale and exhale. And let's do that for a few moments. And now let's just observe our breathing as it slows down of its own doing. And now let's totally settle and relax and prepare to pause our breathing temporarily. Now just relax and wait a few moments when you exhale on one of your breaths. And then just pause before you take your next breath for a length of time that feels comfortable. And then just let your breathing restart when it feels natural and comfortable. You can use this technique in concert with other techniques or whenever your intuition guides you into it. And now let's bring our awareness into a part of our body to create a stillness which will simultaneously support stillness in another part of the body, another very important part. I'm referring to the fact that when the eyes are still, our mind tends to become still. So let's bring our awareness into our eyes with the intention to relax them and their surrounding muscles and experience whatever degree of stillness we can achieve naturally. And from there, let's go into the mind itself. Let's think of our mind as a room that has a capacity. And the capacity may have a certain number of items. Or if you like, you can think of your mind as a whiteboard that has a certain number of words and pictures on it in various colors. Now the idea is to reduce or remove the number of items in the room or erase them from your whiteboard. In other words, let your thoughts simply and easily and naturally leave, vacate, dematerialize, until your room is empty 
or your board is completely white, and the area of your body that is engaged in the movement associated with your thoughts and thinking is still. So let's empty our mind of thoughts for a few moments. And now to conclude our meditation, let's sit in physical and mental stillness that has such a depth and totality that we have no idea when the meditative musical sounds will signal the completion of our meditation exercise. I'm glad you can join me today, and I'm hoping your practice of keyholder meditation will have you opening doors in all the important areas of your life. This course is created free, but is listener-supported. If you enjoy the course, you may support it in a few ways, by becoming a paid Patreon supporter, where you can access special bonus content, you can rate, review, and share it with your friends and family, and you can email info at keyholdermeditation.org with your thoughts and meditation experiences. Thank you, and talk to you all soon.